Young women have been growing up with an indoctrination of what womanhood is and what it should be. They've been taught everything that is in direct opposition to the Word of God. Young women who want to be different from the world are rare, but they are real. On this Rare But Real podcast, Audrey Brogy will often be joined by her daughter, Grace Anna, and her daughters-in-law, Maureen, Kesset, and Marilyn, who desire to be discerning in a day when everything seems to go against God's design. Join them in the journey of becoming rare but real. It takes courage and conviction. Okay, so lately on this podcast, we've been airing the Song of Songs. And uh, I began teaching that in our women's ministry back in September uh, of 2023. And at that time, it was my plan to air the first four episodes in January and then get back to conversations with my girls. And of course, y'all know if you follow this podcast, you know that my mother died two days after Christmas. So it ended up being a good time to take a break from recording. Now, I had kind of forgotten that I had scheduled that and I thought I was ready to record even to the point where I sent a text to my girls about scheduling uh, times with them. And then I even posted it on social media, topics we would be covering. But I soon realized I wasn't ready, even though I did record one podcast about the impact of my mother's death in my life. Grief is tough for all of you who have been through it and are walking through it now. And it's just like you never really uh, get past grief, but it takes time to walk through that initial intense pain and all the fog that you experienced. And of course, you end up being changed through the whole process, but it just takes time. And I wasn't ready to begin recording. And then I remembered suddenly, oh, I had already scheduled to have the Song of Songs played um, before we got back to, um, before I got back to teaching in February. And of course, we'll get back to the song later, but this week you're going to hear a conversation with my daughter-in-law, Maureen, I told her after hearing from so many of you that I wanted to do a podcast on getting back in the swing of things. And I was thinking in terms of after the holidays and when when your family's had a break from the normal routine, and especially if you're in the middle of uh, mothering with a big bustling family and what that's like. Well, if you're listening, you know it's now February and it's not just the beginning of February. It's actually fast towards the end of February, and we're just now going to tackle that subject. And uh, Maureen's oldest son is graduating from high school in May, and so that, too, is such a transition for any family, um, especially when your whole life has been around all your children being together. Anyway, before I bring her on, I want to share a couple of things. You know, back in 2005, I was cleaning my porch and it was, I remember it was like the middle of August and I noticed at that time how leaves were falling already and even though it was still summer, I knew autumn was just around the corner because of those leaves. It just reminded me of some things and I remember um, thinking how it was August and the season that it represented was almost where I was at that stage of my life, mid-August. Um, I'm not in that stage because <laughs> that was 2000. But August is when I was born, and that's where I was at the time. And I remember being struck with how time passes. And of course, now it's 2024. And I often 
I mean, that's almost 20 years since then. And I often think about how time seems to slip through our fingers. Because um, when we think through our lives, we can think through a lot of the images that we've lived. For me, um, I remember, you know, being a young girl growing up on a farm in rural South Carolina, running through the yard, playing with my cats, then high, a high school graduate getting ready to leave for college, and, and then uh, getting married and moving permanently away from home and then having my first baby and then having my second, third, fourth, fifth, and then my oldest son leaving for college and how that was such a huge milestone and it was so hard for me. And then my second son, same thing. It was hard. You would think when you do one, then it would be easier for the second one. The only thing that was easier is I knew what to expect, but it wasn't easier when he grew up and left. And then my daughter and then my next two sons and all of them married now with uh, children and um, and then thinking about how fast it all goes by. People always say that, but it's so true. It's not just a, a statement. It's just true. Um, and I think about the passage of time. And if I live to be 80, you know, Scripture says uh, um, you lived at 70 years and if due to strength 80 and maybe longer. My mother was 90 when the Lord took her home. Um, but it makes me think about a lot of things. You know, I stood, I've stood over both my parents' graves now, and one day my children will stand over mine. And, um, and I think about how even at this stage of my life, I don't want to waste it. I want to live for the Lord, um, whether the Lord gives me a lot of years <laughs> remaining or if they're just a few. Um, and I think about my life being busy with ministry in my home, uh, serving alongside my husband and our church and grandmother mothering and still mothering Maureen, even though all my children are all grown up. Y'all are still my children, so there's that, and that never changes. And then uh, so many young women and young children, but all these days, and don't want to waste my time. And I know Maureen feels the same way. She doesn't want to waste her time, and she knows time passes because she no longer has little little children in the home. Um, we can't stop time from passing, but we can manage what we do with the time that God gives gives us because we have it right now. And so with that said, I want to welcome Maureen and I'm going to let her talk about how she manages her time and how she uh, faces this time of her life with her children and the busyness busyness of their schedules. And because she's right smack dab in such a busy time of life. And of course, getting back to the original thing of getting back into the swing of things after the holidays. But there's so many things to talk about, Maureen, um, and I want our um, listeners to hear from you and um, and just just walk us through what that's been like after Christmas, what it's like this year with your children at the ages and stages they are in and all the different things that you're doing with them and, and even with you and Jordan and anything else you want to add. Um, I just think it would be a great uh, thing for our people to hear from you. So with that yeah, said. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to be here and to be back with you listeners. Um, It's been a little while, but our life, I would say, is just very busy right now. Um, That's not necessarily a bad thing, um, depending on how we're filling our time. But our life is very full and busy. And I would also say it's been very focused on certain, you know, finish lines, so to speak. You know, as Audrey already mentioned, our oldest. Jack is a senior about to graduate in May. 
and he will be headed off to the University of Georgia in August. Um, he's going to study finance and economics. So he is excited for that journey, but I will tell you that that definitely has been all-consuming in my mind since after Christmas, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Certainly, I'm still mothering my other children and caring for them and taking them to school as I need to and picking them up and the different sports that they're involved in or their jobs at Chick-fil-A or babysitting. You know, not only is my life full, but so so is theirs, really. I mean, they're all very busy. And, you know, that we have church, which we all want to be at, look forward to being at. But then there's Bible study. I've been teaching some ladies um, in my church since January. And, uh, actually, a Rosaria Butterfield book, Five Lives of Our Anti-Christian Age. And that's been very good. But it's, it's time-consuming, right, Audrey, yes. to prepare a lesson? and yes. You want to do it justice and you want to know everything that you can about the material that you're about to teach ladies. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be equipped for what God's called you to. So our time has been busy with that. Jordan's been busy at work with, you know, all the different things in his job at Home Depot. And we have been enjoying each other as we're able to, but we've definitely started to transition. You know, our kids now are, Jack is 17. Luke is 15. He's about to be 16 at the beginning of March. So hard um, Claire is 14 and Grace is 12. So we don't have anyone in elementary school anymore. It's middle school and high school and looking forward to college. And then, I mean, really, Audrey, as you experience with Jeremy and Jordan, Grace, Anna, it's like as soon as you send one off, mm-hmm. it seems like you're applying the next one to colleges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all that, I will say I'm very excited. Like, it is something you work towards and your kids and they're studying and taking these tests and wanting to apply to different schools. And, of course, they have their favorite and top choices that they hope to go to, which I'm excited to say that where Jack's number one pick was, was where he is going to be. So that's that's exciting to watch your kids, you know, be excited for the things that they have been praying for in their own prayer lives. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's cool to rejoice in that with your children. But quickly, you know, as Jack is preparing to leave, he's actually going to meet a potential roommate next weekend. Wow. Who sounds like a really great guy from a really great family. Jack is really excited to meet him and spend some time with him and see if they're going to be a good fit for each other. Mm-hmm. So we're excited about that, you know, thinking about churches that Jack will potentially attend next year mm-hmm. has been exciting and fun to look into with him. But I will tell you, Audrey, what's been the, maybe the most rewarding of all is that Jack has been inviting Jordan and me into all of those decisions mm-hmm. yeah. and wanting our opinion. You know, even down to a couple of weeks ago, Jack asked me to go to Athens with him where the University of Georgia mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to walk you around, you know, figure out which dorm I want to select when that opens up for him the beginning mm-hmm. of May. You know, I just want to look at them. I want to go into the business school again and the Student Life Center. And then we ended our time at a basketball game, which was really fun. But it was neat. I mean, Jack drove me, which he's driven me before, but it, it was just like 
when you sit in your almost adult son's <laughs> vehicle and he's driving you mm-hmm. to where he's going to move to in August, there is something like the feeling, it's like bittersweet. Mm-hmm. You know, you're excited for him and there's so many things you're picturing as you're driving around or walking around. You're meeting different students or we even ran into a professor and talked to her for a minute, which was exciting. And you're just envisioning potentially what the Lord has for your child in this new phase of their life. So it is exciting, but it is also sad. I mean, you know, with Jack leaving, we'll have to create a new normal. Um, And that's not a bad thing. As my kids remind me regularly, especially the two oldest ones, like, Mom, you've always told us you're raising us to leave. And I don't take back my words. That is true. We have been raising them to leave our home and to be men and become providers, you know, for their own families one day. So, but now that we've actually reached this point in time, you know, it is a little, it is a little scary to imagine what it's going to be like. Like, I know it's going to be fine, but I was just telling Jack last week, um, I was like, you know, I'm still probably going to ask you what you ate for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. (laughs) Or, you know, have you washed your clothes? Or are you studying? Or, like, who are you hanging out with? And I asked him if that would bother him. And he just kind of chuckled. And he was like, no, it won't. And, you know, we were kind of... Well, Maureen, think think about how uh, still Jordan and I send pictures of food to each other. Just keep that in your mind, you know. I know. (laughs) It is like, well, I think it's it's interesting. I mean, you know, while we laughed about that, like being, I was like, I probably will text you and ask you those things. You're like, good morning, or are you awake? Like, different things like that. But I said, I'm sure over time that will wear off and I won't always be doing that. You know, just like you don't text Jordan every single day and ask him what he ate. (laughs) And it's like, that wouldn't be normal anymore if you were doing that, like on a regular basis. So, you know, we were just talking about that and all the different changes that will happen. And, but all the while, Jack is like, mom, I'm only an hour and a half away, which, I will tell you and the listeners, like, I'm so thankful for that, that he's so close because even just driving there with him and it's just like, if I need to go up there, it's so easy to Mm -hmm. do that in a day. It's not like you have to plan a weekend to get away. And I know that probably will not be the case with all of our children, but I am thankful that our first one is close. (laughs) If I'm being honest, I'm thankful for that. And You know, so that has kind of been the, you know, right now I'm actually planning a graduation party for Jack. So that's been fun and thinking about different people we're inviting or the impact that certain people have had on his life and who we would like to be there to see him reach this milestone in his life. So that's been, there are plenty of like special and meaningful moments during all of this, but it still is like you're counting down the days. Yeah. And not counting down the days like, oh, I'm ready for you to leave, but like no. counting down the days, knowing that, you know, I mean, I don't know, knowing that kind of the end is coming. Right, <laughs> right. Somebody's never going to come home again, but it's never going to be the same again. It's a transition. It's just a big right. transition. Yep. Yep. So I feel like, I mean, I just asked the Lord at all this just to help me to be 
number one, I'm okay if I'm sad for a while. I think that'll be normal. Mm -hmm. And I think that's good in a lot of ways. But I think the hardest thing, if I'm really honest with everyone in the World Wide Web, like, (laughs) I feel like not knowing, like, where my children are, like, and not that every single second is accounted for, but generally speaking, I know their daily rhythms. I know what they're doing, who they're with. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, I know for me, and I'll be shocked. I'll tell you guys in the fall if it's different. But I feel like that's going to be the biggest thing. That's mm-hmm. the hardest for mm-hmm. me. It's just, and also knowing when to kind of step away. Like, okay, I don't really need to text him 45 times in a day to ask <laughs> It'll him. It'll be hard, Maureen. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I know. And I think about for you, Audrey, it's not even like you had text messaging when your first few went off. Like, it was more of an ordeal to like, call a dorm room right right right. you know it was or that's back in the day when you had a cell phone that had 200 minutes for the month yep yep. so it's just it's like a different which i think they're that's good and bad because i think it can that probably kept people from being too pesky Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but then now texting is so free and easy you probably can borderline overdo it well you know when i'm just asking Go no, ahead. go ahead. I, I was going to say, when Jeremy was in um, it, in college, it was, the uh, um, what was it called on the computer where you chatted on the computer? You know, oh, like, Skype? No, it wasn't Skype, but it was, because it was like tech, it was like, what was that called? I can't even remember. Maybe I, like instant messaging? Yeah, something like that, but I, <laughs> I still have like where I saved them in my computer. And I, <laughs> I looked it up not too long ago, like it was, whatever it was, I can't remember what it was called. I have some of those with my mom too you know where it shows well, I, I mean that's really like a little chat like yeah, email it's like a chat, but it'll show like whatever jeremy's name was and my name okay you know, and or like my mom because i have some of you know i did some of those with her it's like that chat thing i don't really remember what we called it back then but it wasn't like cell phones it was on your computer like i could pull it up i just don't remember what it was called now <laughs> but i'm but thinking I read one of them. I went back and read one of them recently that I'd done with Jeremy. I think, look at how nosy I was in this. <laughs> I know you're probably thinking, I would never have asked Jameson that. No, Twelve yes. years later. Yes. <laughs> or just thinking, like, he must have thought, Mom. <laughs> I know. Well, and so that, but that is like the, with your oldest, with your first, yeah. whether it be a boy or a girl. It's, yeah. I feel, and I tell Jack this often, because, you know, being the oldest, there are great privileges, but then for the oldest in and of itself, I know there's also great annoyances for them, <laughs> like, you know, and I just try to be honest and say, hey, you are our oldest, like, we've never done this before, <laughs> you know, because he'll quickly say, I'm sure by the time Grace is doing this, you guys will just let her drive off to college. Oh, <laughs> no, just let me tell you, because you know, you know what my kids say about Jameson and about Grant, too, like, oh, it's a different household. <laughs> I know, it's like, ever. I know. But I mean, I just try to be honest with him and say, actually, you're right. It will be very different. Well, you learn too. like there's I don't know about you, Maureen, but for me and you know this because you were in our lives at this point, too. But you also know that, you know, you you learn that you didn't have to worry about some of the things you worried about. And then then you, I mean, there's just things you learn, especially, you know, if, I mean, obviously you, you don't, 
trust you don't trust your children when you shouldn't trust them i'm not saying that but there are things you realize wow they're a lot more spiritually mature than i was giving them credit for and not because you didn't want to do it but because you're just so as a mom and dad trying to protect them you want to protect them until they're no longer under your roof and and that's tricky to figure out when they're in those transition years because they're still technically under your roof but not they're still you know you're still responsible for them but not and so as a christian parent you're trying to you're trying to figure that out too and and it's always like i used to tell tell my kids i mean you know this you know the thing of like i might be overbearing but it's for the right reasons (laughs) right i know yeah it's you know so i'm just saying there's that too where i look back carl and i talk about it sometimes we'll look back and we think well we probably worried a little bit too much about that and then other times we're like we probably didn't worry enough about this i know it's like right yeah and so it's like i think my prayers for myself have been one for the transition and then two is just like how to how to handle and balance like being an involved parent to an adult child and the you know this four years is a different transition because it'll be very different when jack graduates from college oh absolutely and then he's fully on his own financially and everything yeah yeah. So that will be another phase of That's learning. Right. Like you probably pull back even more a little bit. Yeah. Like this is a man, this is like he need you know, this is good what he's doing, going out and forming his own way in life where God has called him mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just wanna like that's my thing and my hope and prayer is that I, I know I'll mess it up, but I don't I just am praying for wisdom for when to know when to ask certain things or when just to wait and be told mm-hmm. and you know, Jack and I and with Jordan, but it's me on the podcast, I'll speak to me. Like, we have a, a great relationship and I feel like, like, I'm not worried that we're not going to talk. I'm not mm-hmm. worried that he's not going to ask me things. And I'm not even worried to ask him things. But I just want him to always feel, you know, like respected and that he also has privacy like I don't need to know every and it but or or that he had a conversation with someone right but if I'm honest in and of myself I would love it if my kids would tell me every and it but or or trust me I I mean I would I mean I feel like my whole life if they want to call me be like can I tell you every single thing I said I was like yes (laughs) but you know there's like a balance and so I just I really want to do that well and then I think about the three you know, Luke, Claire, and Gracie will be at home. I mean, they're going to have their own. I don't want to just be so me focused about my sadness, about one of my kids leaving. Number one, that I like neglect the others. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think I would do that. But like, you know, obviously I don't want, I want to be very present with them in the same way that I was when Jack was here Mm -hmm. and how he is now. But like also knowing that it's going to be different for Luke and Claire and Grace having Jack gone and they've all expressed that in different ways. And I think it, Luke will probably feel it the most initially because he and Jack are so close and they're both boys Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's just different being guys versus, you know, a brother, brother relationship versus a brother, sister. And not that you can't be close with your sister. I think of my boys is very close with their sisters, Mm -hmm. but it is different. The things you would talk about, brother to brother right. so he's different and, and so differently even, 
Right. And even so just also praying for Luke and his like transition of Jack going off to college, like he'll also have to create a little new normal. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. So, you know, not I want to be mindful that Jack leaving or then when Luke leaves and Claire and Grace, like it's going to be, it's going to be change. There will be great change for everyone under our roof, yeah. not just me. Yeah. And well, you know, so, but well, we, but we are excited and you know, I mean, the kids are already talking about when they can go up and stay with Jack. And then we uh, laugh because obviously Luke could do that right away because mm-hmm, he's a guy, mm-hmm. but the girls aren't going to go like room with Jack and his guy roommate right, right. Um, in the, in their little tiny dorm. Right. <laughs> I have to make some, some friends, trusted friends who are gals who would, who right. would stay. I still remember That's right. and, staying with my sister at, in Chapel Hill when I was um, in high school and with one of my friends. And we just thought that was the coolest thing ever to go stay in the dorm with, right. with hope i know you, you feel so like mature and yes, old yeah. yes yes yeah. he like Eat college food and stay up until 3 a.m. And then our boyfriends, you know, I guess they were worried. So they drive up together like on Saturday when my friend Deborah and I are staying with Hope and being cool at the campus. (laughs) It's like they come (laughs) up and say, What are y'all doing here? So for the day, you know, it's it's funny. It is funny. Uh, But to get to um, all of this is important. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure many of you listeners. We'll have kids who are seniors or about to be seniors or at some point you'll get to that. But I think that, you know, the girls and I, along with Kesson and her girls and Graciana and her girls have been memorizing Proverbs 31. Mm-hmm. And um, now this has not gone. I kind of, you know, I threw this out maybe in January asking them if they wanted to do this. And of course, Kess and Grace and were like, yes. And, and then basically, I've been a big failure at connecting <laughs> via FaceTime for the girls to like recite Proverbs 31 mm-hmm. back and forth to each other. I think I was kind of feeling like, oh, this will be easy. We could just repeat what we did with Psalm 139. That's right. Yeah. But then I'm like, no, everyone was homeschooled at that That's point. That's right. And everyone was younger. Not everyone had as many obligations. And not as including many activities. Myself. Yep. Yeah, it's just like, so, you know, we are all doing it. And Kathy, Grayson, and I kind of stay in touch with each other. Like, you know, we're staying on the same track. We'll text each other back and forth, maybe some insights that like we had with the girls or questions they had or things we, mm-hmm. you know, had them other places in the Bible we pointed them to based on a verse that they had them write. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the biggest things for me is going through it again, which I've memorized the majority of Proverbs 31, I either did it as a senior in high school or when I went off to college. I don't remember which one. Well, I remember um, you working on that when you were around that age. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and that's like, but you know, like when you memorize something, you have it Mm -hmm. word for word and then, and then you're not (laughs) intentionally. Yeah. So I feel like in general, I know the gist. But mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it's good to go back to get it down specific. But as like last week, we wrapped up, you know, the first portion about King Lemuel and mm-hmm. the advice his mother was giving him. And there were so many things that reminded me of me as a mom to Jack and Luke and just some of these same conversations mm-hmm. in these verses about different women and who to stay away from and who to pray for or who to pursue 
or then you think about, you know, the alcohol component Mm -hmm. and how it's not wise, you know, all these different things. And I think so many things I've never sat down with Jack and Luke and be like, we're going to, I'm going to teach you Proverbs 31, one through nine. But in so many ways I have done that, but not with this open saying these verses verbatim. And maybe because I've always just kind of assumed Proverbs 31 is like, a chapter for women, even though the boys have read it countless times because mm-hmm, we do mm-hmm, it every month. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it was just like a sweet reminder to me of like, you've imparted so much of this truth and wisdom to the boys. And obviously, I'm not quitting. I'll continue to do that as right. they listen. But then as we get into, you know, verses 10 through 31, you know, working through it with the girls and you know, we've even had fun with it, like, in the first nine verses. I had Claire and Grace tell me about a king or ruler in the older New Testament. I wanted them to tell me about one that they could recollect mm-hmm. who had abused alcohol and then did something, made a foolish decision mm-hmm. as a result of it. Mm-hmm. And it was fun to see them, like, immediately come up with responses, That's like, to great. connect. Like, oh, like. This happened because of that. Oh, and then like this morning, we were reading Proverbs 24. I brought the girls to school this morning. I don't normally do that, but Jack has Bible study Friday morning and Luke is with Jordan today. Mm -hmm. But we were reading that together and there's so many verses in there about how abusing alcohol can be so unwise Mm -hmm. and what it leads to. Mm -hmm. Just all the connections, like when you're really in God's word and Mm -hmm. memorizing it. And even at their ages of 12 and 14, like they are able to make so many connections. Right. Oh, this is like that passage over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is like, you know, when, you know, King Xerxes made that foolish decision because mm-hmm. he had that mm-hmm. big party mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, or Herod and in the New Testament. And they could like point out mm-hmm. all these truths. And Noah. And so just being reminded, yeah, and mm-hmm. just being reminded again afresh of, how God's word is just sharp and it's living and there's no better way to train your kids and to raise them in this busy season mm-hmm. than by, and I, I hate to use the phrase, let's get in God's word because that sounds like it's an afterthought, yeah. but I mean it more as like, no, let's make sure we're doing that so that as we go about our busy lives, that's right. We are filled with mm-hmm. God's word. Mm-hmm. And then there's, we're able, and it's cool to, you know, talk to the girls at the end of the day or the week and hear about things in a deeper way because we have more time to talk on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Different connections that they're making through the memorizing of this passage or other verses mm-hmm. they've memorized mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't. So where I'm going with this is like, yes, we are in a busy season of life, but it's never too busy. You should never be too busy to lay aside God's word. Right. Because, you know, I would argue, as so would you, Audrey, with the people who are listening, that you can do so much more when you've done what's most important first, which for the believer is to be in God's word. That's right. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, you know, teaching my kids that. And then now you see them all on their own, having their own times with the Lord or you know, I mentioned on Friday morning, Jack at a Bible study. And, you know, that, that didn't result in Jordan or me or these other boys' parents telling them, you must have a Bible study. Right. The four to five of them guy friends got together and they were like, let's have a weekly Bible study before school. Mm-hmm. So on Friday morning, 
they meet together from, you know, 6.30 to 7.30. They've gone through several books of the Bible. And this morning, I talked to Jack after their his time with the guys, and they started First Peter, and they're super encouraged about that. And I just think, I thank the Lord when I got off the phone, because I was like, that's just something that they did mm-hmm. on their own initiative. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't because any of us moms were making them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here they are going through the scriptures, learning it. And it's like the Holy Spirit is teaching them. Well, it's and like you and Jordan memorizing what first Timothy, was it first Timothy that y'all memorized Second together? Timothy. Second Timothy is teenagers. Yeah. You know, when you were dating, that's not something we said, hey, we want y'all to memorize Second oh, Timothy. <laughs> you know it's just doing yeah that, it's like you know? we just did it and it's like yeah. it's so encouraging to mm-hmm. see that mm-hmm. and then uh or then if there's busy times where they're like man i haven't been able to read my bible in a day or two it's like well hey like generally no you don't want to live your christian life like running on e mm-hmm. but like it's also like you're not going to be perfect mm-hmm. like every mm-hmm. believer has missed a quiet time like mm-hmm. or and a lot of it, though, it's neat to teach them, like, I mean, I know I'll speak for myself. It's like if it doesn't happen right away in the morning, it's so, it's like you have to fight for the time. Yeah. And so for me personally, it's like it's better done time alone with the Lord first thing in the morning, even before the kids are up. And and it's not even, I mean, they all go to school now. So it's not like I was, you know, I used to do that because I homeschooled them. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I for sure will have that time before anyone's awake. Right. Now they're not here, you know, from 730 to 315. Mm-hmm. So you would presumably think, well, Maureen would have all the time in the world to just sit and read her Bible all day long, which there are great amounts of times that I've been able to spend in God's word in deeper ways. Mm-hmm. since they've been at school full time but there are also so many more tasks that i'm finding that need to be done well unless in different you're a, seasons unless, of life if, unless you're a parasite that's if people think that's even when your children are out of the house they think oh well you just have all this time well you do have more discretionary time but i'm like as busy as ever it's just it's a different kind of busy right okay <laughs> yeah so of course you totally get it it's a different yeah. kind of busy yes but yes. you're still busy and you're still managing your house and Yes. I mean, I, I brought up Proverbs 31, though, because I think, you know, it's, I don't think, I know it's vital to hide God's word in mm-hmm. our heart. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I think about, you know, Psalm 119, you know, not verse 9. How can a young man keep his way pure by keeping it according to God's word? And then he goes on and talk about, with all my heart, I've sought you. And he says, do not let me wander from your commandments. And it's like, how will we not wander if we don't stray away from God's word? Mm -hmm. And if he's close in our heart and we stay connected, no matter how busy our lives can get. And we all have experienced busy seasons, slower seasons, sad seasons, joyful seasons. Like all of these times we should keep the Lord present and ever in our lives and in our homes where he is active and to not let time go elapse and you think, Oh, I haven't really been with the Lord in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not, I know that, I mean, I'm not going to tell you that every single day in my life since I've been saved, I've had a quiet time because that wouldn't be true. <laughs> but the general rule of my life is that mm-hmm. I do spend time with the Lord every day. And I think that again, here I keep saying, I think I know that is what helps me accomplish the things that God has called me to, even in the busy, even with the change. And I know God's word 
is going to be what sustains me. And I'm, I'm sure I'll be sad when Jack leaves in August. It'll be establishing a new normal. It'll all these different rhythms that our family will have because he's not here anymore mm-hmm. day in and day out. Mm-hmm. I mean, even I think about the grocery store will change. Like, sure. Oh, these were Jack's favorite things he liked. Oh, I don't need to buy those anymore. Is like, that when he's coming home. <laughs> oh, right. Exactly. Then I'll stock up. But like, but mm-hmm. it's through having God's word in us that I think we can stay encouraged and Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just not fall into despair. I mean, even Audrey, like you talked about a little bit when you opened the podcast, like this season of grief you've been walking through with losing your mom. And it's, you know, it's not that you know that you're going to be okay. Right, yeah, you right. know that. Of course. But it doesn't mean that there aren't hard days that it's just you just want to sit and maybe look at a picture or watch a video you made with her or whatever it is but it's like because you have a relationship with the lord Mm -hmm. he allows you to keep doing what you need to do and to get done what you need to get done but then Mm -hmm. there's also days you know where you can give yourself extra grace and hey carl comes home and it's like what'd you do today honestly i cried a lot and didn't do much but look at pictures like exactly. <laughs> but that and that's okay yeah, too as long yeah. as that's not like your life exactly you know? exactly and, and, so, and the perspective that god gives through that too and what he teaches you through it is is not to be minimized either yeah right i mean i know you know obviously it's a different kind of grief losing a child sure. but like and i've never lost a parent yet so i don't know what that's like exactly right. but you know, you learn so much through these deep mm-hmm. times of grief and That's the heaviness. Right. That's right. And it's like you don't wish that you had to go through this pain to learn the lesson. Right. But because you're going through it, you're learning it because you're walking with the Lord. And, and you're allowing Him yeah. to refine you and to use the hard to make things better in your life. Um, and some things are unexpected that you're like, I didn't know I was going to feel that way, or I didn't know it was going right. to hit me this way, or you just, yeah, you learn things that, you know, you learn in the house of mourning that you don't learn in the house of feasting. You just feasting, do. I know. It's true. <laughs> it's I mean, true. it's very true. And it, yeah. and I mean, and I don't want to at all say, oh, my child went off to college, I'll be in a house of mourning. Like, well, there is a hopefully. different kind of mourning. Listen, I know. <laughs> Because you, you still do, because Maureen, I'll tell you this, you probably heard me mention this before between us, but I do remember, and, and my friend, if she hears this podcast, she'll know exactly who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to say who it was. But um, but when Jeremy went off to college, and I was like depressed for a week. Now, I was, And when I say depressed, I'm not talking about clinical depression or anything like that. I'm just talking about I was sad. Um, yeah. Because I just missed him, and I missed what our family dynamic was like. And I cried a lot that week and my kids knew it and they were great you know they I mean Jordan your husband was just you know would make me laugh and he would say things and like I'm here so you should be like really thankful (laughs) just you know and it was and that part was wonderful but I still cried a lot and one of my friends and she's a she's about she's a few years younger than I am at her but she hadn't had a child leave yet and she's basically I don't remember exactly what she said but she was basically you just need to snap out of this you know he's just in college well, then a few years later, when her son went to college, she she called me and said, I didn't understand, but I understand now. And we laughed so hard about it at the time. But I wasn't upset with her because I knew she didn't understand. You know, there's a lot of things you just get, you know, 
I don't know. I, I don't even know why I brought that up. <laughs> well, no, but I think it's just like because you can't until you experience. Yes, you don't yes. really get it. That's right, and it's and you give and you give each other grace too. You know, in terms of whether oh this person's crying a lot or or this person doesn't understand and and you wish they did, but you you know that's the whole walk of grace as well. But yeah, it is hard. I mean, it was hard when Jeremy left. It was hard when Jordan left. It was hard with when all my children. And even when Jameis and the baby left, you know, it was almost like all five of them rolled into one. Now it's like exponential. (laughs) Maybe that was like heavier. Yeah, in some ways it was. Not when he graduated from college because he was still close. He still lived in Columbia. But it was when he went to law school. That's when it hit me really hard. You know, like, oh, this is like. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know how God allows certain things or what he has you walk through, but he has you walk through different stages of your life and he wants to help you through it and give you the grace. And, you know, and even what you said earlier, like, you know, you're raising your sons to leave home, which is so true. And especially in this day and age when it's such a privilege to raise sons because of the way men are are villainized in our culture but um and even the fact of you talking about y'all memorizing uh, proverbs 31 and we do think about that as a woman passage but you brought up and it's so true the the first verses of that psalm because i can remember you know teaching it at different times even to my kids saying what oh son of my vows what oh son of my womb but even those verses talking about how important it is and king lemuel you know he wrote down what his mother taught him and and the whole thing that she was impressing on her son's heart is that you need to stay away from alcohol because it will affect you we know when she's saying you're to be a leader and this will Mm -hmm. this will mess up your judgment that's what she's saying you're supposed to you're you know if you drink you forget to defend the rights of those who are you know less fortunate you you don't know it it clouds your judgment and then the so there's the, the alcohol that affects good judgment and good leadership and then being immoral when he says don't give your strength to women when she says that strength your strength men are supposed to be strong and what makes them weak is them being immoral and so those two areas are what trips up so many men so what a privilege to raise sons who will be strong and will have good judgment and that's what we pray for you know that 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 will happen so i think that's i just i'm so encouraged that you've been you know, helping your kids memorize Proverbs 31 and emphasizing both the man part and the woman part. I mean, there's both. I know. But it's true. It's very neat and it's very needed. And I mean, even thinking about the last couple verses of Proverbs 31, like, you know, when she talks about when it says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just thinking about the foolishness that people can get into. You know, we just talked about the weakness that women can be to men at certain times. I mean, I always think about Proverbs 5 or Proverbs 7 woman, like stay away from those or find a Proverbs 31 woman. But then I think about with my girls, like, you know, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Like, and then that's like the first Peter three passage mm-hmm. about what not your adornment be merely external, but let it be the hidden person of the heart. Mm-hmm. It's like an as, and I don't remember if this was last week's talk that you gave or just Wednesday, because I've listened to them, mm-hmm. but you talked about the more you, for a woman, 
which I guess mm-hmm. this is true for a man. <laughs> the more <laughs> you grow in Christ, like your outer beauty becomes like more beautiful and mm-hmm. radiant. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, because, you know, and I don't know if this was two days ago or last week, you'll have to tell me. When you talked about how your grandma used to say, don't be ugly. That was this and past like, Wednesday. <laughs> okay. Like she wasn't meaning like, don't actually like your physical appearance be ugly. Right. That would actually be sad if she said that. Right. <laughs> right. But, but she meant in the, what your behavior, That's like the right. way that you're acting. And so I don't know, even as I was going through this proverb again, this week, thinking about the verses we were going to memorize and the pieces I wanted to teach. And we're not to the end yet, but just thinking about that again, like for a woman too, like charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Like that is the gift mm-hmm. that keeps on giving. It doesn't fade with time. That's you right. know, it doesn't grow wrinkly and old mm-hmm. and crusty and ugly. Like mm-hmm. the more we are walking with the Lord and knowing his word and obeying him, it's almost like our external shows it. And That's I think right. a lot of that is because we will be filled with the joy of the Lord in all circumstances. It doesn't mean everything we would pick mm-hmm. or that everything is easy. So in this busy time, I think my main focus and my main advice to all of you listeners and to myself is to stay close to the Lord because I know so many people are like, I'm so busy. I don't have any time for a quiet time. Well, it's like, well, actually, that's the worst spot to be in, Mm -hmm. that you have made your life so cluttered and full that Mm -hmm. you think the Lord can't fit in it. And then I always, I mean, it's also funny when you know scripture, it's like, oh, I'm so busy. I don't have time for the Lord. That I always think of Psalm 139, like how God already knows our thoughts before we think them and our words before we speak them. And he knows our actions before we do them. Like he knows that we have time for him, but that we're choosing to not spend it. Right, And I think, you know, spending time with the Lord is a choice that we have to make, just like we teach our children different choices that they will have to make. And that is something that each of us will have to stand before the Lord one day. You know, number one, our choice for salvation, like, do we accept him or do we reject him? Mm -hmm. And then as a believer, do you grow in sanctification or are you just staying stagnant? And I just, I want so badly for myself, for Jordan, for my children, for them to just always have a zeal and a heart for the Lord. And I know they'll experience, you know, I feel like this is such a, you know, people talk about, you know, the peaks and valleys of the Christian life. Which I don't really even love that expression. I've always thought it was kind of cheesy, but I get what they're saying. Like you have these mountaintop experiences and they're great. And then you have these times in your walk with the Lord where you feel like you're just in the valley alone. And maybe you even feel like the Lord's not hearing you. But just to be reassured that he He does hear you. Yeah. He knows you. Yeah. And there will be times of that are hard and lonely or sad. But there's also great joy and fulfillment that comes with raising your children. And not that I'm done yet, because I still have, you know, grace. She still has six Mm -hmm. more years left here. But like, I think I always think of Galatians 6, you know, the verse, I actually have that memorized and I'm drawing a blank about (laughs) if you continue to work, basically, you'll get to reap the benefit of it at the end. Like, Mm -hmm. it's hard to continue to do the right thing. Sometimes it's hard to do what God's called you to do. But don't faint and grow weary because 
in the end, he's going to let you start to see some of the fruit of mm-hmm, your labor. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, listeners, like I am seeing that in Jack, and I'm so thankful. Mm-hmm. And it's not because of me. It's the Lord, in spite of me, using me in his life as his mom and as a tool. And it hasn't been perfect. But it truly has, like you said at one point, you and Carl laugh and think, maybe we were too involved in that or not involved in that enough. And it's mm-hmm. like, sure, we all make those missed. That. Mm-hmm. And God is faithful to redeem that. But I, I know if we stay close to him, sure, some of that's going to happen, but he is going to use it for good in our lives and in the lives of our children. And your kids because are I'm, smart enough to know that where your heart is in all of it, even if they're that's annoyed right. by, your, by your too much involvement or not enough, they know where your heart is. You know, they see right. that, you know. And just, so just be honest with your kids when it's hard, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, if Jack calls me next September and he's like, how's it going? And I'm like, actually, I really miss you. It's really hard. Right. And I mean, just tell them that. And plus, like, they feel love, like, mm-hmm. when you're honest with mm-hmm. them. And, you know, we don't have to put up this facade of that, oh, you know, we're just strong and nothing hurts us or yeah. we're fine because they're supposed to go to college anyway. Right. You know, number one, not everyone goes off to college. Some kids go off and get a job right away That's or right. do something mm-hmm. different. But they, most children do leave the home That's right. at some point, and there is a different transition. So I think at this time of busyness, as we're just trying to enjoy it, honestly, mm-hmm, Audrey, mm-hmm, enjoy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just went on our, you know, as some of our kids are saying, this is Jack's last winter break, mm-hmm. and we've been going to the beach, you know, kind I of. I thought of that same doing- thing. However, <laughs> however, you still have those, you know, it'll just be different. We'll be joining you. I know, it will be different, but <laughs> but then it would be hearing Jack say, he's like, well, I could probably still come for the weekend portion of that. Yes, exactly. And it's just like, oh, that's neat that he's saying that. That's you know, right. Like, that's right. Not thinking in his head, like, oh, I'm glad this is my last of being with these people. <laughs> like, like, I oh, am grateful, yeah. you know, for all of that. So I think ladies who are listening, just be encouraged, like, mm-hmm. There are hard days and times at being a mom, and sometimes you mess things up. And, <laughs> we but, do. But most, right. But, I mean, if you are walking with the Lord and your heart is pure and honest and before Him, like, He's going to help you. And yeah. just be honest about your failures yeah. and ask the Lord to help you. So that's my busy season <laughs> thought. <laughs> well, you know what? As we close this out, I was thinking, because you were mentioning, you know, it struck me when you were saying like how people say, oh, I'm just too busy to spend time with the Lord. I thought it might be, might be kind of fun to do a little brainstorm. Instead of this, read the Bible. Instead of scrolling on social media, scroll uh, Proverbs 31. <laughs> Instead mm-hmm. of, I don't know, think of something that, that women do. You know, if you're sitting in, in at a traffic light, what are you thinking about? Or what are you saying? You know, I'm just saying there are so many ways when people say they're too busy to spend time with the Lord. Well, what, what think, you know, start with keeping a list of what you do during the day. And I know you're, I know you're busy. I know I'm busy, but what am I doing here when I could be doing this? You know, because everybody's on their phone, you know, right. are. So what are you on your phone doing? You know, you can be on your Bible app. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say that again. 
I'm saying because we could be on our Bible That's app. Right. And for a lot well, of women, if they think they're too busy, one of the things I do is I, I'm more of a, I'm, I mean, I love to read too, but I like to, while I'm busy with my hands, listen. And so, you know, when you're doing tasks where you can't be reading, you know, I put on, I, you know, my Bible reading app, I listen to my Bible reading plan every morning. And you can do that even if you're not ready to get out of bed yet, put on your AirPods and listen to it before you even get out of bed. That's there's, right. There's that. There's, there's people pick up their phone and start looking at Instagram. You could pick up your phone and read your Bible app. You know, I'm just saying there's all kinds of ways. It's like that's. You can pick up your phone and listen to Rare But Real podcast. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and listen to things that are edifying that are going to help you um, that, that are going to help your heart turn more toward the Lord because we all know that everybody you know we just you know people's hearts are drawn sometimes to all the wrong things and we all can make lists of things where we waste time when it's like no we have every we have enough time in every single day to do what God's called us to do we just have to think through you know is this something God wants me to do or has called me to do or is just just like you know, something that I shouldn't be doing. So, I don't right. know. Right. No, it's true. And I know we need to end this, but you saying that then just reminded me of this. I also just want to say, because I know there's listeners who can get in a rut and will listen to this and be like, I'm I'm closing all of my Instagram accounts. I'm <laughs> not ever getting on Facebook. I'm never talking to my sister or friend on the phone because no. <laughs> I could be reading my Bible instead. It's like, the advice we're giving you is not to never do those That's things, right. but we're, but what we're telling you and encouraging ourselves, because mm-hmm. we can also get in that rut, sure. is, you know, we need to stay close to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I just, so don't, you know, you don't, don't swing from one swing. extreme yes. to the next. <laughs> yeah. It's just, and I mean, and maybe like some of your personalities, you need to write out a schedule every day. Like That's I'm right. doing this, this and that, and then check it off and then give yourself a little free time. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I was, no, I mean, I don't know, but speak- I, Audrey, I'm sure you've met women before who just like, they're like, they're never going to take a phone call. They're never going to have a pleasure or a cup of coffee. Oh, with exactly. Someone. Sure. Cause yeah, and it's like, that's not swing. how God wants us to live. No. It's like, you can read all these like great gifts that God has given us about in the Bible. Like God wants us to enjoy this life That's he's given right. us, but he doesn't That's want right. us to fritter it away That's right. and not mm-hmm. doing his work. So it's just more about prioritizing. Yes. How I and, about it. And, and just for the record, it's okay to scroll Instagram. It's just what are, right. you, scro- <laughs> what are you scrolling and how much time? That's the thing. Because you're right, Maureen, it's like the pendulum swing. People will go like, oh, because I was raised in a home with all these rules. I'm going to go all the way over here and I'm not going to have any rules. And then the people who say, I was raised, I had no, my parents didn't even care for me. I had no rules. And they come over here and they're strict as they can be. It's that, it's, right. it's that knee-jerk reaction. Action, and that's not what we're talking about. I was just thinking about the woman who says, "Oh, I never have time to read my Bible." Well, think about it. Do you have time right. to scroll social media? You know. Well, and if, and if we're all honest, whatever we say, extreme statements like, "Well, we don't even have time to spend with the Lord," and it's like, and then if you 
quickly in your head go through every single thing you did in a day like you definitely had time well you know and what so, it makes me laugh because I remember when I was because when I was taking a major in health education I remember taking this one nutrition course and you know I have this idea that you know I just eat so healthy and at the time because I thought I did and then one of the challenges and, and not that much you know like health and I remember one of the challenges to write down everything you put in your mouth starting in the morning it was like one of the assignments and when I started having to write it down I was like this is awful <laughs> like I'm actually not gonna do this anymore I'm actually not healthy <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm, I'm not giving that up. <laughs> and I was like, I don't I know this assignment. <laughs> I got to write that down. I don't want to write that down. <laughs> so, ten years never mind. Now. I'm going to pretend I never heard that assignment. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm keeping my M&Ms all throughout the day. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I hope, I, mean, I think everyone gets yes, what we're saying. Yes, like, they do. You know, I think so, yeah. too. Yeah. Major on the majors and stay focused in that and then enjoy, but enjoy your life. Just like I want to enjoy my children and my husband and laugh with them and eat good food and have fun and do silly things and watch funny shows. Like, but doing it all in the lens of am I honoring the Lord? And if you're honoring the Lord in those choices, like you can laugh all day long until your stomach hurts. And it's great. That's right. Right. <laughs> we have to end this podcast so we can scroll social media. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, anyway, well, this has been fun, Maureen. I'm so glad I know. to have a conversation after um, so long without it. And I, I want to get, obviously, Kessid and Grace Anna and stuff to talk about with, with them as well. But anyway, this has been fun. So, with that said, why don't you close us in prayer? Father, thank you for this time that we've been able just to reflect on the busyness of life and the different roles of being a mother and a wife and a Christian that call us to different jobs that we have. And sometimes our days seem so full that we're not sure how we're going to get it all complete. But then other days you give us rest and you give us lots of time to stay in your word longer than we normally would. I pray that we would use those slots of time at first thing in the morning or in the afternoon in the carpool line or as we're waiting, you know, for our children to finish up a sporting event, whatever it is, Lord, I pray that we would just use our time wisely, really, that we would put you first and then that we would, if we're doing that, then everything else will be an overflow of what's good and right. And so I pray that you would help us as we live in these times that are easily able to draw us away from you because there's so many distractions. I pray that we would stay challenged and stay focused in your word. And I even pray for, you know, a special relationship that different women can have with each other to hold each other accountable. I know that's helpful for me with my children just to have accountability and asking what you're reading in the Bible. I pray, Lord, that you would even bring those people into our lives to keep us accountable, to stay strong in your word and in in who you've made us to be as a believer. Thank you for Audrey, and thank you for uh, Mrs. McKay and the life that she lived, and thank you that she raised Audrey to love you and to know you and to carry on a godly generation. I pray that you would help Audrey continue to just grieve the loss of her mother. I pray that she would do that well pray that you continue to comfort her and just 
heal up some of that, those days of deep grief. I pray that you would continue to remind her of all the good days that she had with Francis. And thank you for her life and for all that she's taught me and the way that you've used her in my life and in the life of all these listeners. We just thank you so much for Audrey, Lord. And I pray that you would bless our days as we go about doing the job that you've given us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you enjoyed this episode of Rare But Real, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. And share this podcast with friends. Follow Audrey on Instagram and Facebook at Mothering From The Heart. And listen to all her messages on the Search the Scriptures app.